I'm Dawn. And I'm Ashley. We would like to welcome you to the Work It, You Are Worth It podcast. Where two friends sit around and talk about healing, growth, and healthy relationships. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Dawn. How are you? I am great. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. So, today was the big day. Yes, I took Jeb. Well, so we took him yesterday and dropped him off at the at the hotel, um, and then he had to go and do check in this morning. And then we got to meet him at the airport this morning and hung out for about two hours before he got on his plane. And he just called me a little bit ago. He has arrived at boot camp. All right. So now that he's there and he got to call and say he is there, now it starts the time you won't be able to talk to him for how long? I should get one more random phone call in a few hours or maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure. Um, and it'll be very quick. Hey, I'm here. This is the time of my graduation. Got to go by. Oh, Um and that will be the only phone call that I get from him for very likely, it could be nine weeks, okay. or it could be six weeks, and then he could get his phone on Sundays. Okay. Okay. So definitely going to be a minimum of six weeks before I get a phone call from him. Okay. They got to break him. They got to break and rewire his brain. That's it. Got to break him and rebuild him. Um, <laughs> I'm dealing. I'm I'm. You know, one day at a time, cross the bridge as we get to it. Uh, who am I being in this moment? How am I being in this moment? Is That's all I have right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. You sound pretty good. You sound um, actually pretty good. Um, I know it was hard. I'm sure you cried like crazy. I would have. I know I did. I <laughs> I I did. Yeah. Yesterday was pretty rough. We went to dinner and then I left him at the, I, I left him with his sister from the dinner and she ended up dropping him off at the hotel. And yeah, that was pretty rough. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So you stayed the night there so you could see him today. Is that how it worked? No, no, no. He had to stay in the hotel. Um, I came home. We, we live about 45 minutes from the airport. So the way that the army worked it is they have to spend the night at a hotel the night before shipping. And then they first thing in the morning, go and check in at it's a place called maps. It's where they do the medical and they sign the contracts. And then from there, they take a bus to the airport and get on their plane. Okay. So I was able to go, we went to, we went to the hotel and dropped him off yesterday. And then today we were able to shoot up to the airport and spend about an hour with him before he got on his plane. So Tim, so you only have one kid in the house right now. Yes. It's crazy. Poor Cam. I mean, I say poor Cam, but she's excited. She like, (laughs) she came in and she washed all his walls and she redid the pictures in his room and she made his bed and she's I think she is excited to be an only child in the home yeah you know I um having I'm so you know Dylan's home Dylan's home this week it's been an interesting week 
Colin and I are both not struggling with him here, but he decided to go out with friends on Friday. We went to an escape room and then he left and went with friends. And so it's just Colin and I here. And Colin comes out all of a sudden. He's like, oh, mom, it's so nice. Dylan's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's different. I'm like, I did not realize how, oh God, I'm going to say this. I didn't realize that Dylan, how much he feeds my codependency and how codependent I am with him. And, and it's funny because I would not switch my children. I would not want Colin to be the older and right. And, and Uh Dylan to be the younger Colin is meant to be the kid I have at home by himself. Because it is so peaceful and quiet and easy and he doesn't ask for anything and he just, right, we just have this easy life and I just didn't, and nothing against Dylan, right, you know he's my writer, I love him with all my heart. But it's just different. It's just so different now and I know I'm different and so it's just, it's the way it's played out. And I'm glad it's played itself out the way it is. Um, I'm home by myself tonight. They are staying at my mom's, which I'm thrilled about because I haven't had any me time really since Wednesday. Ooh. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure you're happy about that. Right? And I'm getting ready to leave to go to Texas to spend three weeks in his apartment. You got to have some me time first. Yeah. That's a requirement. Yes. Yeah, so I was. Act- I'm actually supposed to go to my mother's tomorrow for breakfast, and I don't even think I'm. I'm gonna go. Okay. I think. I think I actually want to just sit here, have a cup of coffee in my apartment by myself, just chill, just relax, and have some me time. And I can. T- I'll be able to tell my mom that, and she'll understand it. And um, of course, right. But I'm just like, wow. So it's just been a lot. So, um, so yeah, it was just interesting. So, well, it s- sounds like we have both had a very grow, grow worthy, growing, yeah, worthy, <laughs> right? I think it's weekend. I think it's. I didn't do my. I haven't done much growing this weekend. I will. I do want to say, share one quick story um, before we get into our topic, but. I will say I haven't done a whole lot of growing with this situation with Dylan, but it's definitely work I want to do going forward, right, to understand that a little better. It just showed me I have more work to do. So, um, I will say I've had several opportunities for growth this weekend. While I didn't do so hot on all of them, I did pretty darn good on others. So it has been, it has definitely been interesting, I think, um, I did really, really well to to saying goodbye to my son today. His girlfriend came with us Mm -hmm. to the airport to say goodbye to him. And I was very proud of myself. So we had about an hour and a half that we were able to sit with him at the airport. And I remember at one point I was sitting there and I remember thinking, so when I was a child, I had this boyfriend who joined the Marines and I went to the airport with him to say goodbye. And one of the things that I remember thinking is I wished his family would have given us a minute alone, yeah. right? His mom was there, his dad, his brother, his sister. And of course 
they didn't think about giving us a minute alone. They wanted to say goodbye to their kid. Right. I, I remember feeling at that point like, dang, I wish I'd have just had a minute alone with him. And I couldn't ask for it. And I know that his girlfriend would also would not ask for it, even if she wanted it. And so one of the things that I was able to do, thanks to my recovery, my growth, my healing journey thus far, was that I was able to take a little 30-minute walk. And just out of that hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes that we had with him, I was able to give them 30 minutes alone together so that they could have their time. They could say Um, their own goodbyes. Yeah, yeah, right? I'm mom, but I am not the most important person in the world. Right. And that was, it was very difficult for me to do before I did it. Like, right, I I literally considered it, I don't know, maybe like an hour beforehand. And part of me was like, no, but that's my son. (laughs) And the other part of me was like, yes, but we're an adult. Come on now. He's not mine. Right. He's his own. And he loves her and she loves him and she is going to miss him a hell of a lot. Right. So, like, I was very proud of the fact that I was able to step aside and allow him the time he wanted with someone else who was very important to him, even though it was half of the time I had left. How very aware of you and mindful of you to think of somebody else and in that situation where it would have been very easy to be selfish. Yes. Uh, Yes. I, I, I would not have been able to do that had I not spent the last two and a half years learning how to not be codependent with him because I was very, very, very codependent with him for a very long time. That's a man. Good job. Thank you. So let's just jump into the topic for tonight. Um, At the end of the last podcast, right, last podcast, we talked about letting go. We talked about, um, you know, it it being grief of when we want to let go of something. So we need to let go of somebody that we don't want to or something we don't want to. And there is a a level of grief. And then we kind of just went into um, how to basically how do you have a relationship with yourself? Because if you have a relationship with yourself and you know yourself, then it's easier to work through that grief because you know how to fulfill your own life. On that topic of how to have a better relationship with yourself, what do you think is the first thing that you need to do? I think we have to be able to have awareness of ourself, right? What is the current relationship with ourself? Where do we currently stand? And be aware of that and accept that. I think that if I'm unaware of, if I'm unwilling to look at where I currently stand with myself and and not necessarily unwilling, but maybe even unable, right? Because sometimes it's really hard to be authentic with whether or not I like myself. So what, so what do you mean by that? I mean, because to say you don't like yourself, I mean, most people would automatically say, oh, well, no, I love me. So if you would have asked me five years ago or eight years ago if I loved myself, I would have immediately said, oh, yeah, I love myself. Just just like you said, blown it off, dismissed it like, oh, of course I do. And then done with it. Reality was that I judged myself harshly 
I criticized myself often. I called myself names. I didn't stand up for myself. I consistently ignored my own thoughts and feelings. I put everybody else above myself. And I didn't communicate with myself. When I was willing to look at whether or not I actually did the things that love represents, then I was able to to realize that I truly didn't love myself. But it, you've got to be willing. I had to be willing to truly look at that. So when you look at that, what? how do you look at yourself and and determine if you love yourself? Okay, so first, I think we have to start with what love is. Okay. Do you, so there is, I am not a huge Bible person. Me either. <laughs> I am not a huge Christianity person. Corinthians 4 through 8 actually has a verse about what love is. Um, and that reads, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Mm. So if I look at that definition of love, and there's another one too I really like, um, but if I look at that definition of love or any other definition of love um, that I accept is what it means, then I am able to say, do I behave this way with myself? And even just reading that Bible verse of what love is, the answer was no for a very long time. Mm -hmm. For me, that was how I determined that whether or not I loved myself, whether or not I had a good relationship with myself. For me, and just like you said, yeah, like I'm not a Bible person, right? Um, I do believe in a higher power. I do believe in, you know, something bigger than me. But I really love that definition. You know, I know the basics of the Bible, but I am not, I've never been that person. So I don't think I've ever read that, to be honest. So I'm definitely going to read it again after we, we get off. And so I love that. So thank you for reading that. Again, it was Corinthians 4 through 8. It is First Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, yes. And I also am not a Bible person, but I just, we happened to be talking about it in one of my previous meetings, is how I knew where to find it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I, like you would have said, oh, I love myself in the past, and right, and I treat myself good, and I'm, you know, I'm, you know, all of the, I would have just lied, right? I mean, it's terrible, but... Like, it wasn't a lie because I didn't know it. It wasn't, like, a blatant lie. But I definitely wasn't honest with myself. And I think that is one of the things that we have to be, is be willing to be honest with ourselves. And not in a, a hurtful, hateful way, but it's just more of a reality way where I'm not treating myself well as I would treat someone else. We talk a lot about our kids and... You know, I would treat, I would, if I look at the way I would treat me, I would never treat my kids that way. Right. I would never treat 
my partner that way or anyone, right? Never would I treat anybody badly or the way I would, I treat myself. One of the things to be honest with ourselves, we have to understand like what we need, what we want. And what, where we currently are, right? Right. How we currently feel. In order to develop the relationship with myself or improve a relationship with myself, I have to first acknowledge where that relationship currently is and then what I want or need to do to make it better. Um, I know for me, it really started with just realizing that there actually was a relationship with myself. I had never even considered that I didn't support myself. I didn't defend myself. I didn't communicate with myself. I wasn't honest with myself. Up until here recently, in the last couple of years, I had never, like, I just never considered it. It never came into my head to examine how I spoke to me, or if I abandoned me, or if I even trusted myself. You know, one of the things that I'm sitting here thinking is, and what I thought was, I didn't even know I existed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I knew that I'm alive. Yes, that I know I'm living in this world. But to truly know that Dawn existed, I didn't know that. I didn't believe that. I was just coasting through life and not even thinking about me. Yeah, I just, I, I guess I knew I existed, but I didn't feel like I deserved the space to exist. Like I, I truly felt like I took up too much space. I was too big. I was too extra. I was too mm. loud. I was too whatever. Are you too loud now? No. Me I mean, I'm loud, but I'm not too loud. <laughs> right, I'm loud too. I'm loud too. But like, I don't, in the way before, my kids will say, Mom, you're so loud, because I talk loud. But mm -hmm. right, I've always had to be loud to be heard. I mean, I came, I had four sisters, and my mom's loud. So it was to, you know, just, you always had to be loud to talk over each other. Right? Just the whole mm -hmm. family's loud. I experienced that this weekend. And for your family, it could be very well that you guys are just loud. But for my family, what I realized this weekend in having my mom and my sister and my niece and my brother and myself all here together with the kids all weekend, what I realized is my mom, it, it started with her. And it has followed through to each of us and to each generation. We each feel like we are not being heard. Therefore, we each talk over each other louder and louder. And we all repeat ourselves because we feel like we weren't heard. Yeah. That is why I used to be very loud is because I felt like I needed to be heard. And now I know the people who need to hear me are listening. Right. I can go out with my, by being loud, I, you know, yes, I have not felt heard my entire life. But it was a, a very much my sisters were younger and always screaming and squealing and, you know, being young girls. And, you know, there's an eight-year age difference. Um, right. But I can go out now with my friends and no one thinks I'm loud. 
They right, they love me exactly who I how I am and who I am. They like the the way I am. So I'm very comfortable in who I am now from that aspect. I'm not going to apologize for who I am. That's a huge thing for developing a relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like imagine how I would feel if everywhere I went with Nick, Nick was constantly apologizing for something I did. Oh, I'm so sorry she said that. She didn't really mean it. Oh, I'm sorry she looked at you like that. She, She just wasn't paying attention. Oh, I'm sorry she touched the door. She didn't need to open it. Like, I would be very offended. I would right. be like, why do you keep apologizing? I'm doing this stuff on purpose. Stop apologizing for me. But yet, I used to apologize for existing all the time. Like, why am I apologizing for needing a drink of water? Why am I apologizing for needing to go to the bathroom? Like, I, I literally used to be like, I'm so sorry. I have to go potty. I'll be right back. Why would I apologize for having to go to the bathroom? There's nothing wrong with having to go to the bathroom. There is no reason to apologize for it. And even though I wasn't apologizing for it because it was wrong, words are powerful. Yeah. And when I apologize for my actions, something inside of me believes that I am apologizing because my actions are wrong. I agree with you. Words are hugely powerful. So I have to be... And that's something I talk to my sponsees and people about is I'm quick to have them correct themselves, right? It's not about me correcting them. It's them correcting themselves. So it's, whoa, I want you to reword that. Stop. I want you to reword that. I want you to think about what you just said and reword that. But one of the things you and I've talked about is I'd be walking along and I'd bump my leg or hip or, right, I'm... I walk really fast everywhere I go for the most part and I'll cut corners really close Mm -hmm. and I'll hit my leg or I'll bump my arm or whatever it is. And I'll be like, Oh, you're so stupid. I I, I don't want to say I do that now because I do not do that now. After you and I had this conversation a couple of years ago, I've not done that since, but that is a big thing. I'm not stupid. Just because I bumped my hand. I'm not stupid. I just bumped my hand. Imagine, If every time you walked with your child and your child bumped into them, you looked at them and you're like, God, you're so stupid. Right. It's what we do to ourselves. I used to do that exact same thing. And the conversation that we had was I changed the word stupid to silly. And then now if I bump into something, I will actually be like, even though it's not a person, it's a thing. I will say Oh, man, excuse me. I just wasn't paying enough attention. I'm going to slow down next time. And I'm not saying that to the wall or to the door. I'm saying it to myself to battle that instinctual, oh, that was silly. No, it wasn't silly. I was just moving a little too fast. and I'm going to pay better attention next time. That's all. I don't even think about it anymore. I shouldn't say I don't think about it at all. But, like, it's not something that I even say anymore. But... I do, if it happens, it makes me think about our conversation. That's what it makes me think about. Yes. See, and I did. I got to a point where I would just say it was silly and then I'd just leave it alone. And now I think, for me, it's, it's, I want to stop bumping into things, right? That's a way of taking better care of myself is that I want to 
be able to slow down. If I'm bumping into things, I'm going far too fast and I'm bruising myself usually when I do it is how fast I move. And I don't want to do that anymore. So I try to catch myself out loud and gently, lovingly, compassionately remind myself what I'm going to do differently. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, I don't know if I even, I can't remember if I told you this or not, but I was walking to the car after work and I wasn't paying a bit of attention. I was in my own, I was, I wasn't even, I was not present at all. Um, I was all in my head and thinking about all, all this stuff and I tripped over the curb and literally fell flat. Bam. Oh my God. Yes. No, you didn't tell me that. I didn't? Yeah. Um, I li- I felt I was so uh, not in in the present moment that I didn't even catch myself. Ah. Luckily, my mid part of my body, you know, I'm not a small girl, so and my chest is by far small, so it caught all of it. My mid <laughs> caught all of it. I did not hit my face. I have a I had a very small scratch on the side of my hand. That was it. I mean, I could have right. It was. I could could have messed up my knees even more. I could have broken a, a limb. I could have smashed my face. I could have lost teeth. I literally landed in the middle. Thank God. Tell me about it. So I was, of course, I was, you know, I was embarrassed. And, but I, I didn't beat myself up about it, right? I could have beat myself up about it. I could have been like, Dawn, why weren't you pay att- paying attention? How stupid of you not to pay attention? You know better, da, 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 right? But I didn't. I just laughed at myself, right? Okay, Don, good job, right? You got to pay, you need to pay more attention and be more mindful. And I don't usually, I don't get that way very often, but just it was a, it was a bad day and I was super busy mm-hmm. and I wasn't paying attention. And I was really so, proud of myself for not beating myself up about it. Yeah, because that's a, I mean, that's a hard one. A lot of times... Especially in people, right, if you're listening to this podcast, we're doing this podcast, it's because we are struggling with with (laughs) ourselves. And we need to find a way for better, healthier relationships. And especially people who are struggling with learning how to love themselves. It, It matters a lot if we beat ourselves up. I have spent a lot of time today taking my own inventory and going over what I did wrong this weekend. And I have not spent enough time going over what I did right. Now, I wouldn't say I'm beating myself up because I've still been kind and compassionate and caring. But at what point does it go past the, okay, I've, I've acknowledged my wrongdoings. I'm working to make them right and making amends for them. And now I need to stop and let it go because it's just beating myself up now, you know? Right. But I think it's what you, you're what you saying is you have to look at what could I have done better as as much and as long as you look at how what I did right. Both are very, very important in personal growth. I can't look at all the negatives for for two days and spend 20 minutes on the good. No, it'll never turn out well. Right. So it's important to you make sure there is balance in that. We have to look at good. We have to look at the, the what I could do better. I don't want to use the word bad, but what we could do better. And then evaluate it. Yeah. And how can we do it differently? Because even right. good sometimes can can be, I did well, but 
how could I have done even better? Right. How can I be different even better next time? What more could I have done? Exactly. And it has nothing to do with anybody else. This is about having a relationship with ourselves and not worrying about anybody else and what they think and what they do and what they say doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um, one of the other things that um, I was thinking of, I wrote down, was boundaries. Boundaries is a huge way to have a relationship with ourselves. Be- well, but what does boundaries mean? I mean, right, because how does it improve my relationship with myself to tell other people what they can and cannot do to me? Well, I'm not telling them what they can or can't do to me, right? I'm not making this announcement to them. I'm just not allowing them to do it to me. So in other words, I'm going to use my mother as an example because she is my best example. Um, We've talked about I'm having a bad day and I'm not in the mood to talk and she calls me. I can tell her that I'm not I don't want to talk or I don't have to pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. Or I can talk to her for five minutes or I get to a point and I'm just feeling that yucky feeling. I can say I got to go. I'm not saying you're annoying me and I don't want to talk to you. I'm not being hurtful. I'm not putting it on her. I'm just, I know me and know what's in, what I need to do for me. And that's setting a boundary. I mean, when I heard you talk about not talking to her, like, right, you use that example of I'm not in the mood to talk to her today. I didn't hear you say anything about her other than what, that you weren't in the mood to talk to her. It really sounded like that was all about you. What is all about me? Because this is a relationship with me, not a rela- so my relationship with her. Aren't boundaries about the other person? No, they're mine. Boundaries are mine. They're all mine. I own them. So how do boundaries have nothing to do with the other person? Because I agree with you that setting boundaries is an important, major, major, majorly important way to develop our relationship with ourselves, to improve our relationship with ourselves, And a common thought about boundaries is, I'm not going to let you treat me that way, or you're not going to talk to me that way, or, you know, that that's, that's a yeah. common misconception about what a boundary is. So in what we're talking about, how would you describe a boundary? A boundary is a... I'm not going to use a line, but I would, I'm going to use that for this, to, for my def, like to explain it. It's a line that it is comfortable for me that I'm willing to go to, to a point without crossing or better yet, it's a line that I'm not willing to let someone else cross. For me, a boundary is if this happens, then I am going to do this. So for me, a boundary is I will be around this or I will not be around this. That's a line, right? Right. It Right. Like, it may not be a physical line. Right. Taking ownership of your own feelings and not being made to feel responsible for other people's feelings. Mm, that might be like an emotional boundary i get a great idea how about next podcast we talk about boundaries i think that's a great idea uh uh, here's a great sorry i found a great definition as you said that good the lines we draw for ourselves 
in terms of our level of comfort around each other, around others. Exactly. Yeah. See? I like that. So, right, a, a boundary is the line I draw for myself. Yep. In terms of my level of comfort around others. Right. The, to the point that I'm willing to go and the point that I'm allowing them to come to go to me. Before I disengage. Exactly. So, yes, I think setting boundaries is a major important part of developing our relationship with ourselves and setting appropriate boundaries, right? Because... If I set a boundary that says, if my mother behaves in this manner, then I am going to hang up the phone. And then I don't hang up the phone when my mother behaves in that manner. I hurt that relationship with myself. I did not help it. I hurt that relationship with myself by abandoning myself, by not standing up for myself. And when I do that, that breaks my trust with myself. Mm-hmm. I try to imagine my relationship with myself the exact same way I imagine my relationship with my best friend. If what I am doing would hurt my relationship, what I'm doing to myself, would hurt my relationship to my, with my best friend if I did the same thing to her, then I should not be doing what I'm doing to myself. Agreed on that, yeah. So, so far, we have awareness, acknowledgement, well, we have the same thing. Yep, honesty, awareness, yep. And we, acceptance. Self-compassion. We've talked about self-compassion, right? Yep. Setting um, boundaries. Yep. Communicating. Yes. I think that it is important. It is one of the most important things that I can do with myself is to communicate. So how now, do you, how do you communicate with yourself? Yeah, that that goes both ways, right? Or actually several ways, right? Sometimes I talk to myself. I do. I will be the p- person carrying on a two-way conversation with myself walking down the road. Actually, it looks like I'm talking to my dog when I do that because <laughs> I usually have my dog with me, but I, I I and I just talk through the things as if I was having a conversation with somebody else. Yep. Um Sometimes I do that through journaling. I write to myself a lot. And one of the ways that I have found a really, this just for me, I think because of my childhood and because of my issues, this meant a lot. So I was listening to a podcast and the podcaster is actually, I'm going to give her some credit here, The Adult Chair by Michelle Shelfont. One of the things that she says in there, kind of activity that you can do, is to imagine yourself at whatever age feels right. Typically, it's five and under. And I can picture my three or four-year-old self sitting in the backseat of my car, and I talk to my child self. The reason that that is a big thing for me is, one, I am picturing a child that I'm talking to. So I am extremely compassionate when I talk to children. I know that about myself. So that helps. And then two, I had a lot of trouble at that age, right? I, that was for me a very, very difficult time. That, that Actually, I think that was the time things went from almost good to really bad. And it just never got better for a very long time. So that was like the age of precipice for me. 
So it just makes a big difference to my relationship with myself when I have conversations with myself. Like you, I'm a, I talk to myself in the car. I talk to myself while I'm working. I talk to myself while I'm walking the dog. I talk to myself in bed. I talk to my... I. It's funny because I think that's one of the things I gave Colin because Colin talks to himself all the time. He literally will have a conversation with himself. And I, wanted, I think that's one of why he is... Um, pretty well-adjusted kid because he just carries on a conversation with himself and he gets it out because it's that's the important thing it's getting it out I didn't do that before because I really didn't have conversations authentic conversations with anyone but I think there's the thing it's having a conversation with myself I have to have an authentic conversation an honest conversation with me I can't sugarcoat it I can't be in denial if I can't be honest with me, then how do I ever be honest with anyone else? Absolutely. For sure. I think honest and compassionate and caring and those things start with me. So what else? Let's see. What else is there? Knowing your likes and dislikes. How do I have a relationship with myself if I have no clue what I like and I don't like? And That's I can, a good question. And I can say that until five years ago, now I can't even say five years ago, I can say probably three and a half years ago, I had no idea what I liked or I didn't like. So how could you possibly have a relationship with yourself, right? Because, I mean, again, imagine that we were talking about your best friend. How could your best friend possibly feel cared for, known, loved, or respected if you didn't even know what they enjoyed doing. So, right, what do I like and what don't I like? And and not only that, but not doing and saying things that I don't want to do and say. Integrity, um, living with integrity, right? Having what I think and feel on the inside match what I do on the outside. I was a disheveled mess before, right? I was so unorganized. I was so... Um, You could see it in my house. You could see it in the way I did a lot of things, pretty much anything, right? It was very, I like to call it my codependency, (laughs) (laughs) right? I was very all over the place in the past. That is not who I am today. Today, I'm very intentional in everything I do. I'm not saying my house is perfect. By far is it from perfect, However, I've learned what I like and what I deserve. And so for me, deserving some sort of organization in my home helps Mm -hmm. me feel organized in my brain and my body, right? There's a piece that comes with that. You and I have talked about we make our beds every day. I have to make my bed every day. It's driving me crazy because the boys are out here in the living room right now. And so I'm spending a lot of time in my bedroom. And mm-hmm. so I'm on my bed. And so I'm like not making it. I, it's made, right? I pulled the covers up and I... Right, you know, but you're sitting on it. It's not flat. It's all crinkled up. I get it. It's just... And I, my whole vibe is off because of it. Because I have found what helps me feel peaceful and that is my counters in my kitchen being clean and clear (laughs) it's 
not having, you know, maybe one dish in my sink and not having, right? In the past, I'm going to be honest, in the past, I would have dishes piled and I wouldn't even think anything about it because I didn't feel that I deserved to have a clean home in a way. Right. Right. It was clean. I'm not going to say it wasn't clean, but it was just not intentional. Right. I know I don't like drama. Like I struggle with, <laughs> this happened to me this weekend. I was at a, um, went to a uh, thing with the gr- uh, with some of the girls and we went to saw the Barbie movie and then we went to, um, to lunch and there was probably 10 people there and six of them were all having this conversation and all they were talking about was dating, dating apps and men. I don't like that. That is yeah. a dislike for me now. And I, I actually had one of the women um, ask me today, you know, like, you were really quiet this weekend, or is everything okay? You know, I'm not going to come out and say, well, yeah, you're talking about shit I don't want to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? And I'm just, I just didn't respond. That's the best way. I didn't have to, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to make something up. I'm just not going to respond. Right. But it was funny because then while I was sitting there at, at lunch, it was a late lunch, so I didn't leave there till like 4.30, um, but I got a text from some other friends saying, hey, do you guys want to meet up tonight for dinner? So I packed up my lunch, right? I didn't finish my lunch. I packed it up. But I went with a group of people where that's not the conversation, right? The conversation right. when I go with them is we'll talk about politics. We'll talk about religion. We talk about our jobs. We talk about what's going on in, in, the, um, in the economy and in the environment and, and social and And I'm finding that for me, it's not that I don't like this other group or these other women. I I think they're amazing women. It's just, it's something I don't like to talk about. So I'm not the same person when I'm around them as I am the other group. And that makes sense because it's, it's just not your thing. Right. That's not where I'm at in my life. And I'm not going to lie to myself and say that I am. Because I'm not, that's just not, to me, that's just not, and I've been there. I'm not, like, I'm not criticizing anybody. It's just not, I'm, I used to be there. That's just not you. I'm just not there now. Right. Now I want to talk about, I want to have a worldly conversation. I want to talk about th- these women's travels and what they're doing and, and, and what's going on in my, you know, like my life from a non-dating perspective, right? There's more to life for me now. Yes. But that's where I've become comfortable with me. I've found a relationship with me to know what I like and I don't like. And that makes a big difference. It really, really does. It does. And I could have said to these women, why are we talking about dating? Why do we need to talk about dating? I could have said that. Eh, Yeah, you could have. But why would I? Why would I control their conversation? I I just don't have to be part of that conversation. So did you have to leave? No, I, there was four other women that were there that were not partaking in that conversation. And so we just had a little conversation on our, ourselves. And one woman in particu- particular that I am um, pretty good friends with, we just, we had our own conversation. Ah, well, that's very nice. Yeah, it was, I didn't, can't say I didn't have a good time. I had a great time. But you didn't have to control any of the other people and tell them to stop or anything. You just enjoyed your night yeah 
Hmm. That's different than what a lot of people do. Well, if I go to one of the things that I have found through recovery was I love to go to dinner by myself. You know, I travel by myself. I'll go to a movie by myself. I've been to the casino by myself. I'll go to the beach. I love the beach by myself. The only thing I don't do is kayak by myself and camp really by myself. But those are for safety reasons versus Uh I would maybe go to a KOA and camp by myself. Right. But I, you know, it would have to be a controlled type of environment. So I don't need to go to places going in, in this group of people I don't need, if I'm comfortable doing all of that stuff by myself, why am I not comfortable going with this group of people? Because if it's really about me, then I'm going to be good no matter what. Because they're not defining me. I can sit in a restaurant and have a wonderful dinner by myself. So what's the difference between sitting at a table with 10 people that are talking about something that maybe I don't want to really talk about versus sitting by myself in a restaurant? There's nothing. There's no difference. I agree. So this another one I wanted to, you know, I think is important as we know ourselves, we start knowing who we are is self-care. Yes. Yes, that is definitely self-care. We have to know ourselves. We have to know who we are and what we want. So what is self-care? Self-care is caring for my vessel and my emotional being, my body and my emotional well-being. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that me taking care of my vessel, my body, is self-care? I thought self-care... Absolutely. Wait, I thought self-care was massages and pedicures. Well, sure, those things can be self-care too, but simple daily hygiene is also self-care. To not properly wash yourself, not shower, not brush your teeth, not change your underwear those things damage your body right so okay. if you if you get dirt all over your leg and you don't wash it off for a week you're gonna end up with a rash where all that dirt was because it eats at your skin and dries your skin out and all that right if you if i don't brush my teeth i'm going to end up not being able to eat or talk properly because i'm gonna get cavities and my teeth are gonna follow those things actually damage not doing those things causes damage to my body which in turn makes my life difficult Mm -hmm. so part of caring for myself means day-to-day physical hygiene day-to-day mental hygiene meditating praying taking my own inventory um as well as things like a pedicure or journaling or going and getting my hair done. Or moving something, or moving your body. Cooking, right. Cook. I was just going to say something as simple as going to work can be self-care. Mm-hmm. Self-care can be controlling emails, right? I, from, X, from three to four every day, I respond to emails. Right. That's a boundary. I got to care for my, yeah, my mental health mm-hmm. of not reading my emails every five seconds is very important. Right. Um, getting a good night's sleep. Prepping yourself for a good night's sleep is self-care. Yes. Cooking myself a healthy meal is self-care. Not putting soda 
tons of soda and um, fast food in my body is self-care, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many things that are self-care. If it has to do with me and my mental, physical, or spiritual well-being, it's self-care. That's it. If it is caring for the self, it is self-care. So how how did you start? We talked about we've talked about spiritual with from a meditation perspective, but um, how how did you start your journey? Where what what if you had to tell the listeners where is where's a good place to start? Right? And we know it's being honest with each other, with ourselves, but how do you do that? How do you start that? Small Start small, start with itty bitty baby steps, start with the absolute easiest thing. My very first thing that I started with was the word stupid. Yep. I used to have this horrible habit of when somebody said a joke that was silly or funny, I would say it was stupid. Mm -hmm. When I did something stupid, I would say it was stupid. When Somebody was mean, I would call them stupid. When Like, stupid was just my favorite word for some stupid reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so when I began my self-care, right, I started with trying to meditate and trying to do affirmations. Then I started with that, but it, I struggled, right? I, I really struggled with my relationship with myself. And so I, that, for me, the word stupid... And I had to start with other people before I could start with myself. I don't know why, but wherever it works, it works. So every time I said the word stupid out loud, I would be like, oh, that's stupid. I mean, silly. I'm sorry. I meant to say that's silly. And then I didn't have to correct myself anymore when I was talking to others. And I was able to start correcting myself when I was talking to myself. I'll never forget the first time I did it out loud in front of my family. I was getting into the car and I closed the door and I think I closed the door on my knee or something. And I was like, "Ow, crap, that was stupid. Oh, and I stopped and I was like, oh, no, that wasn't stupid. I was just going too fast. It was just careless. Man, that hurt. And everybody, my my oldest daughter, my son and my youngest daughter and Nick, we were all in the car. They just stopped and looked at me. And I was just like, what? I'm just trying to be nice to myself. It wasn't stupid. It was just careless. And they all just laughed and we went on with it. And that for me was where I started. So I started a little differently. Um, I started CODA and it was, um, I was moving out of the house um, with the guy that brought me to CODA and I was moving into the apartment. And so I was three weeks in to recovery. And I was, you know, I was trying to absorb all this information. And I read somewhere that the people's, pe- the people that make a difference in their own lives are people that make their beds or something like that. That's what I started doing. I started making my bed every morning. That's how I started. And that kind of led into, oh, it takes me two seconds to make my bed. Well, that's not that hard. Let me... Now let me do this. Let me do this. And I slowly worked, like you said, you nailed it, right? It was slow, little steps. I couldn't, 
my life has always been all in. And you can't keep up all in. Nope. So by doing small things and doing them slowly and and not putting so much pressure on me is how I was able to start changing and realizing what I wanted to I wanted to be different in my life. You know, I used to I my, my like my house would be, you know, a long time ago it was would be cluttered and whatever, but as I got older like and I got, you know, I'd get nice my like I started buying my own things and you know, my couch was straight and everything would be straightened and organized, but it wasn't straightened and organized for me. It was straightened and organized for everybody else. Because right, they, they would see it. Yes. People don't go in my bedroom. So that means my bedroom is mine. So I start in my bedroom. My bedroom is always put together because my bedroom's mine. It's done for you. It's done for me. And there's a difference. So the, if any of the rooms in this house are organized and perfect, it's my bedroom because I deserve it. Yes. That's a great way to be about it, too. I mean, it really is because it is putting yourself first. I start in my room. I make my room right. And if I run out of time at the rest of the house, maybe the kitchen doesn't get done. But I put myself first. Exactly. I make sure my sheets are washed on a very regular basis. Yep. Right. I deserve clean sheets. Not having clean sheets is not taking care of me. Right, something, it's just these little itty bitty things that I personally have really never considered are huge on how I think about me. Yes, they are. It's crazy how big they are. Like, even something as simple as waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror and going, ugh, I have so many wrinkles. How mean. Like, would I ever look at my best friend and be like, oh my God, look at all your wrinkles. I would... Like, if anybody was said anything like that to me, other than myself, I would be so offended. But I just say it to myself, like it's a normal, everyday part of life. Grab my belly and be like, oh, you know, right? It's so easy to do. We gotta change the way we talk to ourselves yeah. first. It said Saturday night, I ended up going out with the second group of people. And I came home, and I really wasn't, I had to change clothes, right? Because um, I had been out, so I changed clothes, and I... I had this one skirt, I have this one skirt and this one top and I really wanted to wear it because I don't plan on taking it with me to Texas. So I'll wash it and hang it to dry and it'll dry the three weeks I'm gone. Right. So I was trying to think of it that way. But I put the skirt on and it was a little because I have Colin was a 12 pound baby. My stomach is stretched. <laughs> it was no little thing. So I'm kind of self-conscious about my skirt belly. Right. My lower belly. Mm hmm. So I put the skirt on and I put my, my skims on and um, I still have my scum. I still have my lower stomach no matter what I put on. And right. the skirt was a little snug, but it wasn't bad snug. But I looked at it and I'm like, oh, does it look good? So I come out and ask the boys and they're both like, uh, you're our mom. We don't look at you that way. And nobody's going to think of that. Right. They're just like thinking mm-hmm. I'm crazy. Right. And I was like, oh, should I wear it or not? And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm keeping it on. I wanted to wear it. I haven't worn it in a while. I wanted to wear it. It did not look bad. I sent it to my mom and she's like, I love it. Looks so good. good. Right? And I'm like, I could change it. But I'm like, no, I'm not going to change it. And it was funny because once I got out the house, 
and I just kind of accepted this is what I was wearing and it looked good. It did. I'm not going to say it didn't look good. I was right. I was just being self-conscious. Right. You were able to let it go and not even worry about it. I never thought it would begin again because I was like, now I'm just like, oh, I got to go. I'm going to go and I'm going to have a good time because when I'm with these people, I, I'm not self-conscious because they're not there because my lower stomach is showing in my skirt. Right. They could care less. <laughs> right. They just want me there for good conversation. It's crazy how that works. It's easy, easy to fall into those, those thought patterns. And I have to consciously bring myself out of those thought processes. Yes. I think it always has to be an intentional conscious. Again, that's why I said awareness at first, because if I am not aware of how I am and what I am doing and saying and being in the moment, then I am not going to bring myself consciously out of those thought processes. And it's, again, being honest with ourselves, being able to say, I have some, I have some struggles, self-esteem struggles with my body, with my wrinkles, with my hair. But you know what? That is me. That is not, that does not define me. That is part of me that comes with aging. And I, as I age, I love who I am. Yes. Because there's so many good things that come with aging. We all, right, we're all getting older. We all are getting saggier. We're all getting crepey. We're all, right, that's all that's going to happen to every one of us. It is, for sure. And it doesn't matter because that's not, that's not who I am. That does not define who I am. I agree. I love it. I think we have talked about a lot of good things tonight. Me too. And, and a lot of great ways to... Uh, get to know ourselves better. Yep. Um, so if you're up for talking about boundaries le- next week, I think boundaries are, could easily be its own podcast. Absolutely. I am a hundred percent up for it. All right. That sounds good. So next week will be boundaries. Gives me a week to really like, I want to make a good list of my boundaries, right. To be able to give some really good examples. So that's for me, that's my plan this week. Sounds like a great plan. All right, everybody have a great week. Thank you, Ashley. This was this was great. Please, if you have any questions about uh, um, additional thoughts on improving your relationship with yourself and you know developing a relationship with yourself, please send them to us um, on the work at you are worth it dot, uh, dot com um, contact us section, and we will definitely answer those and put them out on future podcasts. Absolutely. And uh, we look forward to hearing thoughts and opinions and questions and feedback. Agreed. All right. Have a great week, everybody. All right. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery. Visit the Work It website at workityouareworthit.com to submit your questions and topics for future episodes. And remember, work it because you are worth it.